What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 276 of the Real Estate Podcast, coming to you from live from an undisclosed location. Bruce Campbell's <laughs> backyard. Over here with Griffin. Over here with Trav. And we're dodging razor wire without him. This we watch Day Shift. Not, not not Night Shift, Day Shift. I have seen Night Shift. Yeah. But this is I a know, different kind of shift. Guys, guys, if we ever have a universal war with the day shift universe our gunpowder is completely insufficient yeah for real right i'm hiring those fucking <laughs> ukrainian dudes or whatever <laughs> right. they fucked shit, shit up didn't they <laughs> did they though straight show up and show out silly goes time man like yeah look, i mean there's, there's plot this holes like, can cut cut could i make a comparison and see the fuck God damn it. this is this movie is dead alive with vampires yeah to an extent like yeah I, I get that yeah i mean it's over the top dude he fucking broke that bitch's spine at the beginning like 18 different times how could were like, the fight scenes yeah so, they were good. yeah so many contortionists in this well, movie i think that yeah. most of these vampires work for circus Soleil. Yeah, Goddamn, right. you know. Yeah, right. I wouldn't want to fight one, dude. Nah, so many, dude. So many people smack the floor in this movie. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So I mean, it went straight to Netflix. Makes sense. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, you know, it, it's a good thing and a bad thing. I know that we've read articles and we've talked in the past about how, like, the only thing that is showing in theaters is like comic book movies. Or uh, dramas, big time blockbusters, you know, things like that. There's not these little action flicks, but that Netflix and streaming services is where these things yeah. need to live at. You know what I mean? Well, it's 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 almost like it. <clears throat> these services are able to give a B movie a triple A movie polish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Give it a little bit more budget. Get Jamie Foxx or Snoop Dogg or hey, fucking Frank whoever. And I know yeah. B movie B movie seems sounds derogatory in terms to like when you're referring to like star power and shit like that. But that's not the case at all. It's like, you know, if you if you have the money to afford these actors, then you you, you should have a little money on the side to make it look good while you're doing it. Yeah. It's right. a new category, dude. It's they're high budget B movies. Yeah, exactly. B plus. B yeah, plus. B plus. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's it. And and that's okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. No. I mean, we, we watched Gray Man, right? Or yeah. Pale Man, whatever it is. Pale Horse, whatever that movie is called. And then Extraction. Chris Hemsworth, you got the Russos coming hot off of the hills of just completely fucking annihilating the Marvel Universe. You know what I'm saying? Like, And they come in and they make these little action espionage type, you know, action flicks mm -hmm. and i mean they would work as as theater popcorn flicks but they're like nah it's fine going straight to netflix we've got some star power i've worked with these guys before we're just gonna have a good time and just roll with it and that's like it's great that we're finally to that point now where like someone with a fairly reasonable idea can come in there and these streaming services are so competitive right now that they'll throw money yeah. at anything that they think is going to make money. It's going to bring viewers in. So fuck it. Let's invest 
60 million into a vampire movie. You know what I'm saying? Let's invest 80 million into a vampire movie. Well, like Knives Out too. That's yeah, going exactly. Straight to Netflix. Yeah. Which is so, crazy because I mean, the first one, I mean, you know. Yeah. But I get it. Yeah. I get I get it as well, and I'm okay with it. You know, like that's where that is where everybody has voted with their dollar, and that is where that it has kind of rotated into. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with having these, these, I don't know, lesser, these B plus flicks, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, dude, by not using the money to promote and put it in the theater. Yeah. They can spend that on the movie. And exactly. Sometimes that's millions of dollars. Yeah. Right. Could be as high as 20 million. Yeah. Which is crazy because think about if this movie, let's say, I don't know what the budget is, but I'm going to say that the budget was probably 40 to 60 million. What do you think, Trav? I'm looking it up. 40 to 60. Yeah, I'll say I'd 50. Say, I'll, I'll split the difference. I'll say 50 million. I'm going to say, I'm going to say this movie was cheaper than that. I'm going to say 25. From wrong. Okay. One hundred million dollars. Wow! Damn. You got to think though. The other one, Park Extraction, Chinese. was like a hundred million. That last movie we watched, hundred million. Like, well, what when you think about? Well, now that I'm thinking about just how many stunt scenes sequences yeah, went stars. down in this movie, that that's where probably a lot of the money. You spend went a lot because, of money on that because you have to have safety. Yeah, you have people. You know, you got to have ambulances there. All this yeah. shit, breaking glass, well, you gotta have cops. Yeah, like, you know, people jumping off the lot. second floor of like a, you know, a balcony area. Um, shots all take that longer. Shit. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of that probably went into a lot of that. Yeah. Um, but Doug, I really enjoyed that sequence where he gets the kid and he puts uh, puts the headphones in the tablet and then he's yeah. fucking like just, you know, it's yeah. so silly, but it's so, you know, it's it like, like you, like y'all are saying, it was a good time. And it, it, you know, it was a it was a different way of approaching the classic. All right, let's get the getaway sequence. You know, yeah, you right. gotta ha- you, you gotta have the car sandwich. You know, some pe- people are gonna fire some bullets. There's gonna be a ramp made out of something. Like, yeah. this is this guy's only movie that he's directed. JJ Perry, I mean. <laughs> he was the uh, stunt guy for uh, John Wick. Fast and makes Furious, makes a lot down. of sense. You name yeah. it, he's been the stunt guy. <laughs> That throws perspective for sure. Machete kills like Iron Man. So, so I mean that. I mean we. I mean he was in his bread and butter with this. Yeah, yeah. Did a good job directing. Well, well, which which makes sense too with the gunplay because yeah, yeah. I haven't seen quick gunplay like that since a John Wick film. Yeah, right. Like where the pistol is not just fired once. Like they empty the whole clip in a matter of seconds, man. Like, dude, the movie comes in strong. Yeah, that, that first scene sequence. where he goes, yeah, yeah, where he goes in the house with the shotgun, the fucking razor wire. Have a thing yeah. about the razor wire. There's a little bit of a plot hole here, okay? All right, all right. So later on, he decapitates the guy with a razor wire. Well, okay, so he was turned. He was just a regular vampire. Yeah. So Dave Franco gets bit by the the vampire. He doesn't yeah. turn when he's decapitated, right? Right. Because yeah. he was bit by her. Okay, well, her daughter was decapitated. And at the end, she gets decapitated and kills her. Yeah. 
Y'all see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, they needed Franco to be alive. Yeah, of course. Oh, when he <laughs> I mean, got bit, I'm like, we're going that route? Like, yeah, I wasn't I didn't expecting that at man. all. Well, you got to remember the silver still works and that, that wire was silver line. Like, you made a point yeah. to point that out earlier, you know? And and I would, I, for, for the sake of being devil's advocate, I'd argue that. When he decapitated him. Well, when, when he goes to shoot her, because yeah. his bullets, you know, he says the whole, you know, wood yes, to the heart, silver to the neck, and he shoots. Like, she's just really quick and caught that shit. Like, she just yeah. bullet catched it, you know? So she didn't get attacked with it. But, like, I mean, I see what you're saying, though. Absolutely. Yeah. What she says, she said the fucking, in the end, the devil always, the co- devil comes for everyone. Yeah. yeah but Diablo, Diamorte. Yeah, fucking bitch. <laughs> I will leave the shit off my boot heel. <laughs> they could not afford Selma Hayek. Sno- uh, Snoop Dogg did the fucking UV I mean, blast from fucking uh, oh, oh, uh, yeah. Blade. Did he do that yeah, at that one was. point in the movie? Oh, yeah. Can can we say this is Snoop Dogg being as close to Arnold Schwarzenegger as we're ever going to get? <laughs> yeah. He was fucking shit that up. Big gun. Big Bertha. <laughs> fucking Big John. What was funny is he, he, like, that, whenever he's going through the, the, the union and all them damn secretaries are like, call me. I like, really liked that. That yeah. was funny. Y'all remember that um, LRPD or whatever? It was like the the cops that fight the yeah, 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 the bad guys, and then the thing that Will Smith did, like this was cool. How it had like a behind the scenes, like little agency yeah. kind of men in black, right, well, you know. That, dude, that's what I was about to say. That like yeah, a man I mean, in all black stuff in this movie we've seen in other movies. Yeah, but I thought that was cool. He might make another one, dude. I'm okay. I have with a that. feeling they might make another. Well, the way it left off. Yeah. And you, he's like, I'm in the field now. I'm a field guy. And it's like those two fighting together. Yeah. Well, I like how Big John didn't die. Yeah, I didn't want him popped to die up out the, Popped up out the sewer and lit up a nail, dude. It was a... <laughs> it, was a it was just a light bomb. Yeah. So they got Big John. We're going to make these motherfuckers pay. You yeah. know, like... Hey, I'm going to need that hat back, son. Um, I actually have a little tidbit. You know how you couldn't see uh, the vampires in the mirror at the beginning? Yeah. Now, the reason that in old movies you don't see vampires in the mirrors is because there's lead in the mirror. Yeah, right. The new mirrors, that wouldn't be the case. Right. But it's still cool that they left it in there. I know, right? Just a little nitty. You could see their clothes. Yeah. Well, they're like, hey, we're in a modern setting. Look at our vampire yeah. tropes. Did that house fight? Yeah. How badass was that? It was Throw fucking... me my gun. Yeah. I like how, you know, there was different levels of vampires. I like how they, oh, yeah. I like how, I like how they went in depth with like, okay, so there's like different levels of vampires. There's this organization called the union that goes out and tries to take care of these motherfuckers and all this stuff, but they don't get into really whatsoever from what I can remember about how, okay, vampires live amongst humans. The majority of the humans have no fucking clue that vampires even exist. Yeah. Right. And they didn't touch that whatsoever. And yeah. yeah, And I was like, holy shit, they're really putting some faith in, you know, into this. We're kind of in the kind of, this, if, if you were to take the Netflix films and find where they would sit on your actual physical shelf, 
I would put this one on the same shelf next to Bright. And yeah. You know, th- th- those films were like, like, like y'all were mentioning where, my dust you know, gone. there's stuff established and it's like, eh, we're not explaining. It's just how the world works in this movie. Like, yeah. Now, that I shit mean, that I could, they were in at the end, the little temple. Yeah. yeah that was, that's Dust what's under the bar the and from Dust Till yeah. Dawn. <laughs> yeah. They just moved it to South <laughs> well, California all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I like all the uh, 90s rap. Oh, yeah. dude, they start, they start playing ODB. Yeah. I was like, that's fucking cool, man. Nah, it was, like, well done, perfect popcorn flick. Like, it was the right amount of, like, action and violence. And that's what I was telling Corey when I was talking about it last night. He's like, kind of like an action horror. And I'm like, it's not really a horror movie. It's more of a comedy. Like, yeah, it's 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 like a, a action comedy. And I guess you could technically classify it as horror because there is some... There's well, vampires. Well, depending but... on the demographic audience, because like while it has some comedic bits, you know, if someone was to haphazardly watch this with a small child, you know, oh, yeah. might freak them out. You know, yeah. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I, uh, the the debate was horror comedy versus horror action, or were you just saying action comedy really? Well, what I was they just say saying is more action, of an action comedy, comedy fantasy is what they put it out as. But yeah, like you're saying, to like to us, this isn't scary, of course. But yeah. um, I could see where some younger people. Well, it is rated R, so they shouldn't be watching it. But yeah, it yeah. could be. Yeah, there's a lot of violence. Yeah, absolutely, a lot. <laughs> like the whole movie. Yeah, hamburger meat people. But yeah, it was uh, it was a super fun time, man. Like I just, you know, hopped in, cut my brain off. It didn't have to make sense. It didn't have to be like this whole in-depth thing. I like how they left the world as what it was. And like, I want to know more about this organization. Like, have they? Is this something that like Van Helsing set up? You know what I'm saying? Like, they could absolutely take that idea and run with it and build off of it. And like, you know, now they're they've reached a point in this world where it's like, okay, you've got good vampires. Now you've had, uh, you know, you've got the bad vampires, obviously. And like, you know, how is that going to work out? Like if the boss at the union finds out dudes are vampires, they're going to fucking, what are they going to do? You know, yeah. it's like, what, what do we, well, I mean, definitely going to try. Right. <laughs> so. Send them to the day Walker division. Yeah, that bitch, that bitch was cold blooded though, right? Because she fucking put that dude outside, yeah, dude. under like chained to rebar, and then she's like, "I'm not gonna kill you. I'm gonna bury you in concrete so that you're alive forever." Fuck that, yeah. Until they dig him up, damn. Like that's fucked. You know what I mean? That's a scary movie. That's the start to a scary movie. In a hundred years, they dig this motherfucker up because they're remodeling some shit. Yeah. And he is fucking oh, yeah. mad. You know, I'm like, what? He's like, so. he's asking where she's at. And they're like, who? Yeah. You know, the one bitch. And it's like, no, nah, I think. There's no bitches I, here. Yeah. I think well, Snoop Dogg. He's got to pop the El Jefe. Yeah, right. If she's not it. Which, I mean, I feel like they might have been. I feel like they implied that she was. But I don't recall any on-screen dialogue that made her go, "Yes, I am king shit." 
Like, nah. Well, and the way they made it sound was like you have like the vampire, and then you have like the vampires. It's kind of like, um, well, like, well, like she was a powerful one that just was like, "I'm gonna do this. I have yeah. the capacity. Like, let's fucking do this shit." Yeah. Well, the way they made it sound was like genetics, right? So, like, yeah. whoever was turned directly by El Jefe is the most powerful. Well, it's classic like, hive mind. It's like, like yeah. you know, if he kills Hefe, then the vampire problem's kaput. Like, it's right. gone. Yeah. But, you know, it was, a, it was a great time, though, man. I really enjoyed it. I thought that Jamie Foxx, of course, always does a great job. It looked like he was having fun, you know? Um, Snoop Dogg obviously looked like he was having fun. Yeah. Franco, you know, like... It was. It didn't take itself too seriously, and it reminded me a lot of of Blade. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of like similarities between, you know, just how badass. Like these guys were like unintentionally badass. You know what I mean? Blade was a badass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But there was some some similarities that I pulled from both of those, like how he would show up and these, like they would freak out. Oh, he's fucking coming. Check like, this yeah, out. Dude. I have a, a little tidbit. So Dave Franco's in the movie. He plays the like kind of wimpy. Yeah. Nerdy know, dude. Right hand to Jamie Foxx. Yeah. yeah. Um, a while back, man, I was watching Tiger Belly, the Bobby Lee podcast. And he yeah. was upset with his girlfriend because she was like, talked him into not doing this movie because they really? wanted him to have an accent in the movie. It's like, well, he's Korean. So yeah. Now if he wasn't, then it'd be weird. But he is Korean, yeah. and he looks very Korean. But he turned the role down because she was like, "They want you to do an accent." Oh, that's like that's so like the great, you know. Oh, yeah. what you know? You're a big star now. You don't have to do that. It was this movie. What and did he, he say? Like, what role? It was this. It was the secondary role, like the Franco role. Yes, he should have fucking done it. Oh, he was like, damn. Kind of fucked up. But could you imagine that? Oh, that would have been hilarious. Bobby Lee. Yeah. Jamie Foxx, because he'd be able to do it too. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's kind of wimpy, kind of, uh, you know. Yeah, don't touch well, me. <laughs> well, it makes sense. Like, he looks like, if he, if he doesn't have a mullet and his hair's cut, so put some glasses on him, he looks like he works in a yeah. place that kills vampires at a, at a desk job. Yeah, right. When I, just, when I heard him talking about that, I was like, oh, you should have done it. Yeah, I like Franco, but he would have really yeah. fucking brought some some. It would have been a different. Level. It would have been a different movie. It would have been yeah. different. They probably would have let him go too. You know, like just have fun with it. Go fuck with Jamie Foxx. Because yeah, because I mean, obviously, <laughs> like like when they, I guess when they brought on Franco, they clearly went to the script and modified it to fit him. At you know, yeah, yeah. Well, I think and that so, was early on when they asked. Yeah, so like how like what yeah, what would have been what would have been Lee's character and Well he would have played like, the wimpy you know, guy, but just Yeah, but like the approach, like, you yeah, know, would he have yeah. still would it would it have still been the same scenes just you know, Bobby Lee in the suit? Yeah. Nah. Like, would I it, think, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm want I that's I wanna see that version of Day Shift now. Yeah, yeah, right. What if they I mean they might have him come back to do the to do a sequel if they decide to do a sequel. Well, he was so mad about it that he broke up with his old lady. So, Damn. I don't think that's why he did it, but 
he would have made some money. Yeah. Definitely. He should have fucking... Anyway. <laughs> it's neither here nor there. But yeah, man, I really enjoyed it. Like, I thought it was just a silly good time. I like what they're doing over there, and I'm excited, hopefully, to see more. Like, I would like to see where this goes. And if it doesn't go anywhere, then hey, when's the last time we had a really good vampire movie? Right. A silly, I mean... Yeah. Vampire in Brooklyn? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I'm just but saying you know, something like, like that funny. like Yeah, yeah. Like you said, dude, I turn your brain off. You didn't have to think about what you're watching. Just watch it. Yeah, right. Star. Yeah, I'm giving it a star, too, man. I really had a good time with it. Oh, I don't have any arguments with anything that you gentlemen have said. But I'll give it a half, though. And the reason I give it a half is because it is a good silly goose time. It is a lot of, you know, it's fun. A lot of great sequences, but I don't see myself watching this again. Like, and I feel like a lot of people would probably come away from that with the same feeling. It yeah. feels like Only a if one I was and watch it with someone else. Now, to get them to watch it. now that's the now I I want to asterisk this. <laughs> I want to asterisk this half star because, as we were discussing earlier, if this movie gets a sequel and the world's expanded on and you know there there's like a like this silly goose time saga that kind of unfolds with it over the span of a movie or two then i'd probably go back and bring it up to a full but with what we got in the current standing good movie but it's also a one and done for me and so i'll give it a high. i feel you there man you know like this day and age, dude, there's so much going on. I really don't have time to just sit around either and watch. You know, like, if I've yeah. got time to watch a movie, it's probably going to be another one. Yeah, right, I haven't yeah. seen. You know, you got those ones you revisit from time to time, yeah. but there's just so much content to get to. But I would, yeah. throw, I, I, I would throw this in the pile of films of, like, hey, if you haven't, like, recommendations, like oh, oddball yeah. ones. Like, if, you know, once so, this yo, movie's made its... Once this movie's left the top ten cycle on Netflix, it's it's and, and and it's just there. It's in the catalog and stuff. You know, eventually someone will be like, "Man, I ain't got nothing to watch," and I'll be like, "Well, shit, check out Day Shift. It's weird. It's crazy. It's got a lot of action." You know? Yeah. Like it, and, and exactly like like you guys are saying, like you you don't have to you don't have to have a phil like a PhD in philosophy to fucking get what's going on. Yeah. Right. So, but yeah, if someone's like, I like John Wick, I would absolutely be like, yeah, well, the dude from those guys made this. Like, it's got a lot it's of his good first movie he's ever directed. It's got a lot of, it's got a lot of, mo like, little moving parts in it that you can recommend it to people. Yeah. It's good, it's good, it's good for, like, a general palette of action. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But yeah, I think it two and a half is good. Definitely deserves that in my opinion, you know. But yeah. uh She Hulk. Finally yeah, got the first yeah. first episode of She Hulk. I watched it whenever I got home today. And um Do you want a basic just thought? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's you know, kinda kinda run of the mill. Um Disney show. Well, run of the mill Disney, run of the hill yeah. origin thing. They you got know. into it quick, right? 
Yeah, they did. They laid that out quick. This yeah, is a, this, yeah. she's a she's a she Hulk. Yeah. And uh, I like the approach that they're going with it so far. Like yeah. I do, I I like the idea of it being almost a procedural type deal where they're going to have different like. Because I I can imagine that like okay somebody comes in she's defending this person she's got to go in see what's going on what kind of powers they have their motivations like I think that they can do some very clever world building with yeah. this show Daredevil if yeah if they do it right that's the thing that I'm yeah. worried about like yes that they could make it very comedic very fun very family friendly all this kind of stuff but they could introduce some of these really weird minor characters. Like, could you imagine like bullseye? You know what I'm saying? Like who was that that showed up I at the no end there? It's like, who's this fucking person? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm there with y'all on that. And I have a opinion slash theory. I think that, you know, because a lot of complaints that you hear is that the MCU has messed up the whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was mean, and, and it's and, and that's, you know, that's, you know, at, at 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 face value. Absolutely right. Yeah. You can't get you can't get past any of it. Yeah. But I think I would like to think with Kevin Feige being. This, you know, from the early stages of him running Marvel Studios and showing that he's like he knows the characters and he's a comic fan, yada, yada. Like he's a fan making like with the dream job, you know? Yeah. Right. I feel like that is such a misstep that I feel like it's got to be intentional. Well, and here's the thing, like here's always been the thing with the Hulk. It's like whether it's been. Rage Monster Hulk or Smart Hulk, the pendulum has always swung back in the other direction whenever these things happen. So yeah. my question is, is like, okay, we had like, we had regular Hulk, like Avengers, Avengers 2, um, all the way up until like Thor Ragnarok, you had like regular Hulk, then you had Endgame, um, Infinity War, and now... This you have like kind of smart Hulk. When is that pendulum going to swing back? Because like his whole thing is finding balance and him coming to terms with this and he's stuck as Hulk and blah, blah, blah. Like, when is it going to manifest itself? Cause you kind of see that a little bit in Ragnarok where he was Hulk for two years. He was this absolute rage monster. So you could say the pendulum is swinging back the other way, which is fine. We didn't see that time. We saw a tidbit of that time but we didn't see yeah. that full time period. So when is it going to swing back the other way? Because my thing is, is like they could be building up to something absolutely massive That's, with the whole, that, that is where I'm going with this. Absolutely. So I don't, I don't know. I really hope that like, cause how fitting would it be for the Hulk to go out because the Avengers had to take him out. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't, and, and I, don't, I don't even think, I don't even think it has to be death per se. Yeah. I think it could build up to, cause that's the thing. Hulk's Hulk is a tragedy. Yes. He's, 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 he's banner. 
trying to control this fuck up he did. Yeah. You know, and throughout the MCU, we've seen that character evolve from being, you know, they, they even they even make a point to highlight it when Smart Hulk goes back to 2012 Hulk. And he, you know, he feels like, it, like you know, he feels like he's more sophisticated than, than he was then. Yeah. And we've just seen this trajectory of him slowly not being the Hulk, Rage Monster, whatever you want to call it. But the Hulk, he's this uncontrollable force of nature that in brief moments can kind of keep his shit together. But for the most part, he's fucking shit up. Like, it's yeah. he, he he's not there to fucking further the plot with words. Like, yeah. But, um. And, and and I guess it kind of is, it kind of, in She-Hulk, when they show that he's done all this, he's been cataloging his journey for so long. Yeah. Okay. My theory is that they've shown us that to make a point to tell you that Hulk's been making a lot of progress. Like, he's slowly getting his life together. Yeah. Now that... All right, Betty has left him in the in the in the, in this this timeline. Like he's like he's alone. Yeah. Well, he's got his family, one of which is now a Hulk that is going to be more than likely involved in shit he's got to get involved in. Yeah. Now that she's on the game board, and I think it, and it's something I feel like I got to thinking about it, and I was like, they've been introducing all these new characters lately, like Miss Marvel, yeah. um, Hawkeye, you know, Hawk Girl or Lady Hawk, whatever. And and there's more to come. Like, they're still going to be spitting out these characters. And a lot of people are, are just looking at it going, oh, it's just Marvel Studios being Marvel Studios keeping the money train pumping. Yeah. But if you look at it through a narrative perspective, I think they're introducing a lot of these characters because they're going to be red shirts. Yeah. Once the mainstays get established, like once we, you know, have an X-Men that's an Avenger, once we have a member of the Fantastic Four that's an Avenger, that that, that top, once we get a new solidified team that's built up going into the next films, I think they're giving us red shirts, and I think She-Hulk is one of them, and I think that's going to be one of the consequences of one of the movies where we're going to have either Doctor Doom or Kang kill a bunch of heroes or get them killed if you know they're not going to downright murder them you know yeah but she holds gonna get taken off the board hulk's gonna have his tipping point yep he's gonna break he's gonna he's gonna lose all his he's gonna lose his shit because not only is it someone he loves it's his flesh and blood yeah like if there's something that's gonna make banner undo all his psychological progress since the incredible hulk it's something as significant as that yeah because he's lost black widow and he kind of you know he he was still kind of like it didn't fuck him up bad but like something like that because they even show you at the beginning their whole dynamic you know their family so that they they've given us all the cards to to build it or to to play the hand that like in the future Hulk's going to get his psyche broken. We're going to get him either being just a third-party threat that the heroes have to deal with, but we're going to get an underlying World War Hulk-ish, not a complete re- replica of it, 
Although that ship at the very beginning is the ship from the, the species that's from Ragnarok. Yeah. From uh, Sakaar and everything. Another Planet Hulk reference. Yeah. And I think they're going to adapt pieces of it to where she's going to die. Hulk's going to get pissed. The Hulk persona is going to take over. The Hulk's going to blame the Avengers for her dying. Why banners that? Like, because, like, you know. There'll be a way to where they can be like, all right, well, while he was smart, Hulk, Hulk was inside, but Hulk was evolving too. Yeah. So when he comes out, he's straight up just like, fuck all of you, fuck everything. It's smashing time, you know? Well, and that would be the perfect build up to making this MCU's version of the Illuminati. Because all the pieces are in place for that to happen. Neymar's coming in, Professor X is coming in. Um, You'll have uh, Doctor Strange is there already in some capacity. He might be fucked up, though. And remember, Hulk was originally going to, was a contender for the actual antagonist for the first Avengers film before they settled on it being Loki. So him being a bad guy and having to be dealt with has been on the table for, yeah, since the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. You've got Black Bolt. You've got Captain Marvel. Like they're putting the pieces in place, uh, uh, Mister Fantastic. They're they're putting all these pieces in place to do something like that. If, and it could be something as simple as like, you know, we've talked about this a little bit. It's like okay, we have our cosmic threat with with Kang. You know what I'm saying? We've got our our space threat with Kang as well to us, and and the multiversal threat. But where is our Earth threat? Hmm. And, and what a more interesting way to put it is to be like, well, that they're, they're like they're having to deal with Hulk on Earth. Like he's yeah, he's fucking everything up. He don't care. And 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 just and have it to where, like he's just just have that nod to World War where they have to fight him. And each each little you know they like each hero that that you know he engages with it. The Annie's up the up the little bit like goes from fighting somebody to somebody else and they're a little bit stronger than that other hero like it just keeps kind of building like that right and that would make that would make for some pretty interesting uh stories and eye candy because it would all boil back down to banner and hulk being reduced to how they started that's how you would quote-unquote reboot but have the the pendulum shift completely like fly off the fucking clock top you know Right. And have it to where the rea- the reality is that, you know, Bruce Banner has to deal with being the Hulk. And that yeah. would open up a lot of avenues to continue taking his character because you could go if you want like since since Marvel is entering more mature content with Deadpool and everything on Disney Plus and all that kind of bullshit and the way they're integrating that. That could open up for them to go back to Edward Norton's original dark tone for the Hulk. Yeah, and you could you could do the Immortal Hulk where it's like it's balls to the wall, Jekyll and Hyde, like Banner's fucking looking up in a a fucking nasty ass bathroom mirror, and Hulk's just staring right back, like fucking with him, like that type of shit. Or yeah. you can get you can get you can get a uh, Hulk Agent of Shield or whatever. It's a run yeah. where. He goes to shield or sword, whatever you want to call it, whatever the human-based anti-anything threat company, whatever, and be like, yo, I'm going to Hulk out. But when I do, point me like a cannon. 
Yeah. But when I'm Banner, let me be up here and do my science shit and make everything fucking awesome. Yeah. Well, and think about it this way, too. Like, what if Hulk isn't the be-all, end-all threat? What if he's a pawn? Like, someone uses him as a cannon, and he's a pawn. Yeah. So we're, we we know for certain that we're getting Secret Wars, right? That would, and then we're getting Fantastic Four. So that would, in turn, put the correct people in place for a potential reason for Dr. Doom to want to be more powerful, right? Because mm-hmm. if he stops the Hulk, then he becomes the hero. But does and, he lo- and- lose himself in the process? You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, yeah. Like, And I mean, just the fact that, you know, Doom's hubris would be his downfall. Yeah, I know. I mean, so they could, he could be a pawn. Like, Doom could set the whole thing in motion by doing something fucked up. And in turn, like, he was like, well, this would got out of hand faster than I thought. Nobody knows it's me. Maybe I can get some power so that I can stop Hulk and kind of like, you know, be the hero. Fuck the Fantastic Four. I'm the hero here. And then that puts him on a path of just like, that would be a really cool way of like adapting him as like a faux god emperor doom. Like he's, yeah, he controls everything. He becomes he he becomes what Iron Man envisioned, but then won't like you know what I mean. Like the suit of yeah. armor around the world. Like Doom assumes the role of like I'm gonna protect Earth. These heroes can't do shit, you know. Yeah. But yeah, what I mean, what if Doctor Doom's been playing behind the scenes this whole time with certain things? Yeah. So, and that's that. That would be very interesting, and that would provide really interesting, like Earth villains instead of just having one. Because you already know, like Kang's going to be kind of all over the place, fucking shit up. So that that would present multiple villains, uh, and in the process, it would also. Um, give a moral quandary it's like okay does someone as powerful as hulk or doom put their selfish things aside to help stop kang yeah so you know know what i mean absolutely so i mean which i've got all the faith in the world that feige's gonna be able to you know do his thing but like for she hulk yeah i was gonna say let me Going say this to, though. Let me add yeah. this to that. The 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 lady, I mean person, I don't yeah. you know, that created the show, the writer created the wrote the entire series. Yeah. She did episodes of Robot Chicken, Ooh, Silicon okay. Valley, and Rick Whoa. and Morty. Makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So versed in got some faith in that. Yeah, right. Uh, but we'll see. Well, I, and I think narratively shifting back to the star of the show, she hold. I think the idea is already in motion of kind of what we've talked about in the past where we're going to get a situation where, all right, it's going to be, it's going to be like an onion guys. It has layers, no strike reference, you know, intended, but you have, all right, you have your immediate vicinity. Where is that most of the time going to be? New York. So we have a team that has to deal with New York's bullshit. Then you have the Avengers that deal with the world threat and the world. You got to deal with Dr. Doom Mm -hmm. expanding out into space and time and multiverse shit. You have Kang right now. Yeah. 
And so I feel like this show's building up to where we're going to get not necessarily a lot of Daredevil stuff, but maybe, you know, maybe a few scenes here and there, of course. But I feel like it's going to shift maybe, and we're going to get a lot of Jen Walters, Matt Murdock time instead of She-Hulk and Daredevil. Yeah, which is fine. Let me add this. When I saw Mark Ruffalo that first episode, I was like, all right, we're probably not going to see him again for a while. Well, yeah. On IMDb, it says he's in all nine episodes. Okay. Wow. Okay. Also says that Charlie Cox is going to be in the next rest of the show. Eight episodes. Cool. There's only nine. Okay. And and I but I believe this because on here they have people you know listed as two episodes, seven episodes, yeah. nine. You know. Right. Because I was like, we're not going to see the Hulk again. But according to this, he's in the rest of the show. Yeah. And so is Charlie Cox. Okay. I'm excited okay. about that. I, I just I feel like I feel like this show is gonna be deceptive. It's gonna be glossed over for obvious reasons. And I think it's gonna be it's gonna be just like I would say with Captain America and or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I feel like these shows are like the Thor the Dark World of yeah. the, the of the Disney shit because these are these are going to be stories that are going to plant the most seeds, and some people are not even going to give it much of a chance, or they're going to yeah. t- turn it off for whatever ignorant you know idea. But yeah, they've been hate bombing the reviews. But I think that they'll have to uh, they'll look back and they'll go not necessarily it's required viewing, but it's like oh well why is this happening? It's like oh well it is established here. Go watch this. Did you you know yeah. like cl- yeah. like the whole fucking the big. Di- Disney Marvel Studios machine kicks on and is like, I've got that somewhere. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I didn't know they were review bombing it. Like, oh, I thought well, it dude, was. Here's the here's where the hate's coming in. They're like, oh, she can just handle it better because she's a woman. And it's like, well, there's no testosterone there, so that would probably make a little bit of sense, you know, yeah. just a little. I mean, yeah. Well, it, it's I think it it it's it's an easy thing that gets pointed out in the show if you pay attention. Holt, whenever Holt forces her to to, to transform, he says yeah. that the triggers are fear and anger. Hers is fear. Hulk's yeah. is anger. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, like there, it's there, and they even point out that they're different people. I and yeah. I, I mean, honestly. If we can just, you know, just like admit it here, uh, sometimes a lot of women do hold their composure a little bit better than men do. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's I that's just a fact. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> it bother me, oh, but oh, I'm, I'm not. There's always going to be I'm that nearly... like, dude on IMDb. It's sitting at a five point three out of ten. But yeah. I'm saying, forty thousand saying... reviews. I'm saying I've watched a lot of other stuff that smacked that point across my face a little bit more, like to make me go, hmm, that was dumb, you know, instead of rolling my eyes or whatever. But like, you know, it's once again, though, it's showing us, though, that she wasn't in control because even when Hulk's trying to like explain shit to her, she ain't having it. Yeah. She's not, she's not balanced at all. Like, sure, she can control her shit and her composure, 
but they like she's she's still just as what the fuck as Banner is. Yeah, right. And so I feel like Holt was showing more balance there and was more or less kind of babysitting her on the fucking island, that whole shit. But, you know, I feel like it's 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 more it's showing us that they're just getting around universal, man. <laughs> yeah. I really exactly. hope I really hope this is a way for them to tell as much Hulk shit as they can without having to make a Hulk film, which is part of the reason why they can't because the rights are to make a solo film with Universal, of course. Yeah. Well, and this so, is Smart Hulk. That's what they call him. Because the small... he's titled as Smart Hulk. I guess they're allowed to use that. Because look at any, any post-Infinity War moment with the Hulk. Ragnarok exploded. Well, no, you can include it. For crying out loud, Led fucking Zeppelin was playing when you see it. But you compare any of that to the Incredible Hulk footage and sequences in that movie and in the Avengers. And it's not in fucking day, man. Yeah. And this was a good way to kind of expand on that more. Like, showing you, yeah, like, we we were considering Hulk this whole fucking time. We weren't just necessarily shitting on the character. But his, you know, changing things around to where he's not the Hulk that everybody knows and loves. While that might be a boring part, it's going to add to really good character development if if we're all in agreement that this is hopefully going to a point where he's it's going to turn dark. Yeah. Like, like really bad. Yeah. Cause I just, I just want the eye candy of just like Hulk fucking just emanating gamma radiation, just fucking full nuclear Godzilla, man. He's just eating up like reality around him's fucking just tearing apart. Yeah. But yeah, I like what they're doing. I like where they're going with this. And I'm excited to see more, man. I think that we're off to a good start anyway. So Tim Roth rolls yeah. in next week. Hell yeah. He's, he's going to be in the rest of the episodes too. Yeah, dude. That's he's cool. In jail, so that's that badass sense. that they're still, that they, that they were able to still hold on to him, which yeah. it was crazy that basically everyone from the Ed Norton film, besides Liv Tyler, like they, they're still, out there in the MCU somewhere, like yeah, it's gonna be sad seeing Thunderbolt Ross replaced because of hurt. But you know, it's yeah, they're gonna find a way around that. Yeah, they'll figure that out for sure. Um, I got a little bit of movie news if y'all are interested. <laughs> so Avatar, yeah, I know, right. <laughs> Avatar set for theatrical re-release with improved visuals and new trailer. How do Avatar- you improve? Yeah, right. Uh, 4K. Avatar at that point? No. Avatar is headed back to theaters. However, it isn't for a place in cinematic history. Instead, Cameron wants to, to promote the film ahead of the long-awaited sequel's release. Avatar The Way of Water is scheduled to arrive later this year on December the 16th, and the studio is looking to recoup 
the rumored 250 million budget spent on producing the film. It's been 13 years since Avatar first arrived in theaters, and the team behind Way of Water wants to ensure audience audiences remember the movie exists mm-hmm. while, while piquing fans' interest ahead of the sequel. The Avatar re-release scheduled for September the 23rd won't include any extra scenes or VFX improvements. However, the film will be upgraded with a stunning 4K HDR transfer. Yeah, it is. Allow, yeah. Allowing the world of Pandora to be brighter and more immaculate than ever before. Some improved crystal clear visuals are shown in the trailer, which was released on the official Avatar YouTube channel earlier today, August the 23rd. So it's been 13 years. Yeah. 2009, man. Yeah. Here's what's crazy, though. Avatar is removed from Disney Plus ahead of the re-release. So Disney is looking to make all the money they can from the Avatar re-release, and the company has decided to eliminate the option of streaming the film one month before its arrival back in theaters. According to reports, the movie, which is currently the highest-grossing film of all time, was recently removed from the streaming service to fans' displeasure. Avatar first made its way to the service after Disney acquired Fox, and fans believe they would be able to watch the film Uh, from the comfort of their homes before the release of Avatar The Way of the Water in December. However, that won't be the case as 20th Century Studios and Disney will be hoping for a big turnout at their theater on September the 23rd. So this is what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that, okay, Avatar, highest grossing movie of all time. All time. $2.8 billion. Yeah. They spent $250 million on making the sequel to Avatar that is 13 years later, right? Mm -hmm. To me, it doesn't sound like they're very confident that they're going to make that money back. They need a refresher. Well, they need a refresher, but also they said they want to recoup some of the money. So it's like, are you not confident in how the film's going to perform? Yeah, you're not going to make that money back? Yeah, exactly. Like... Highest grossing film of all time. Can you do it again? No. No, I don't think no. it's going to happen, right? Nowhere near. Unless there's It'll some rev- money. Well, unless they like hook you up into that fucking pod thing that Luke was hooked up into where you actually felt like you were in the water. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the only way, dude. Like, uh, and pulling it off of the streaming service is a dumb idea. Yeah. But I mean, because it's 13 years old. Unless you're going to offer people $5 tickets to every viewing, then there's like, I went, I mean, I didn't watch it on theaters the first, in, no, I did. I, saw it the so I watched for- it at home and then I went to the movie theater when they, you know, because they had it in theater again. They yeah. re released it again and I went that time and watched it. Did you happen to watch it in 3D? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's just one of those things, man, like, well, eh. you know, we could have prevented this back years and fucking years ago when we saw all those ads being like, hey, vote to keep this Internet policy in place. But when we removed it, one of the things that we started getting were the paywalls and the control of content under these corporations so they can do this. And this is the beginning like, this isn't the first film that's been, you know, removed from services just because, insert whatever reason. Yeah, no, I agree. 
But, you know, it's just crazy because, like, it's been 13 years. First of all, Pete, like, that's peak Blu-ray. And I agree. Yeah, and I agree, man. But, you know, this is also just a a, a glaring reminder that, like, these streaming services, they're they're just services. They're not archives. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they'll take it down whenever they feel like it. There's now websites yeah. dedicated to telling you what streaming services removed that month and I what mean, they put up. Yeah. But that goes for any digital content though. That goes back to like games and like, how do you archive something like that? How do you archive an IP? If there's not a physical release of that IP that people can physically insert into a player and play it or yeah. experience it. It's like, you know, there could be a movie that's released. Let's say that, like, The Lighthouse. I'll use it as an example. Let's say The Lighthouse comes out. Let's say 10 years from now, The Lighthouse gets banned for yep. whatever reason. Something fucked up happens, and The Lighthouse gets banned. And they just pull it completely from history, basically. The only people that are going to have it are people that bought physical copies of it at that point. Of course, that you know it would be contraband. You know, yeah, it is what I it have is. the um, the Game of Thrones season one with George Bush head. They've completely removed that. Yeah, from any future release, Blu-ray, whatever. Yeah. But I have that. I bought it at Baggage. I mean, Didn't so know you know, it's what I had. But yeah, right. I was like five bucks. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's crazy, man. That's a whole, like a whole nother topic with like physical release versus digital release as a whole, because like at the end of the day, man, like this has got to be backed up. And they, if they're going to just fully release digital content, they need to reduce the license of it. Like, okay. Mickey mouse, you know, Mickey mouse is fixing to go open to our uh, public domain. Yeah, public domain. Yeah. And I'm sure that Disney's going to do everything in their power with their legal team to stop that from happening so people don't, you know, make a mockery of Mickey Mouse. Yeah. But at the same time, they need to do something in the other direction to try to negate some of this because there should be websites like Mm archive.org that are dedicated to backing all of this stuff up. So I don't know, man. That's crazy. But one thing, one good thing that is happening with streaming services, Halloween ends to release on Peacock and in theaters on the same day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Jamie Lee Curtis appeared in a video today to announce that Halloween ends will follow the same release strategy as Halloween Kills, with the movie being released on Peacock on the same day it arrives in theaters. After playing Glory Strode for four decades, Curtis will play the character for one last time in the movie, which will deliver an end to the Michael Myers versus Strode story uh, one, once again under the direction of David Gordon Green. Halloween Ends is a culmination of a new trilogy that began in 2018 with Halloween, a direct sequel to the events of John Carpenter's original 1978 movie, and continued last year with Halloween Kills. The new movie's the new movies essentially created an alternate timeline that disregarded all of the previous Halloween sequels and formed an alternative timeline in which Michael and Lori are not related. 
In the video, Curtis explained the reason for the release strategy, commenting that the success of the dual release during the COVID pandemic is partially the reason why they have decided to release the movie on Peacock on the same day as it opens in theaters. I'm not going to read what she had to say about it. But yeah, so it's going to release in theaters and on streaming at the same time. Yep. So what's funny is we were just talking about that. I think it was the last episode. You're talking about Halloween's coming up, guys. And it was like, wonder if that's going to. So it is, and that's going to be the third week in October. I'm going to add it to the list. Yeah, because like. Third week in October, October 17th, we watch Halloween ends. Yeah, got to, right? But yeah, man, that's, and that's okay with me. I might still go to the theaters and watch it. I have the option to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing. I wish I would have went and watched the 2018 one in theaters, you know? But that's really cool that they're doing that. And I'm I'm happy they're going that route with it and ending the, the saga that way, you know? So the Batman director, Matt Reeves, signs multi-year deal with Warner Brothers Discovery. Mm. So Pattinson's Cape Crusader seems to be safe from the recent Warner Brothers Discovery cancellations as director Matt Reeves has signed a deal with the studio, according to reports from Deadline. The filmmaker's production company, Six in Idaho, signed a first-look deal with Warner Brothers and Warner Television, allowing the company to pick anything Reeves comes up with in the upcoming years. Earlier this year, Reeves launched the film The Batman, which saw Pattinson take over the role of Batman following a a sadistic killer who begins murdering critical political figures within Gotham. Uh, The Batman is set in... The Batman is set in with one spinoff focusing on Arkham Asylum and the Gordon, the Gotham City Police Department, and another centered on Colin Farrell's Penguin character. Until now, the projects were seemingly up in the air. Since Batgirl's cancellation, every project within the DCEU and beyond has been under the spotlight for the company. However, the deal between Reeves and Warner Brothers almost ensures fans will get more Batman content. Warner Brothers picked Warner Brothers Pictures Group co-chairman CEO uh, Michael DeLuca, or DeLuca, Michael DeLuca, released a statement expressing his excitement about the agreement. Uh, Pam and I gratefully inherited the relationship with Matt from the Batman and through the beginning stages of planning the Penguin series for HBO Max. We were excited to nail down his overall deal because it's a cornerstone of what we want to do with the filmmakers that we are working that are working at the studio. We want to create an atmosphere where all of these uh, filmmakers can excel and do their work and stay with us once they are inside the Warner's family, keeping Matt and creating a home for him to do more projects in the Batman universe, but also originals was very important to us. So I wanted to throw this article in there because that's cool. I like the patents in Batman. I thought it was very, uh, very well done, but they canceled Batgirl. They shelved it, right? Using it as a tax write. Mm-hmm. And then also I read an article last night where they were working on, I think it was Batman <clears throat> Cape Crusader, which animated. was an animated series. They downscaled the Warner Brothers animated department massively. And people online, because this article was posted on Twitter and I was reading over it and then I wanted to skim through the uh, comments and stuff. 
people were losing their fucking minds about this. Like they've got to get this fucking uh, discovery well, guy out. Well, to to agree with those fans, though, I have to say, the DC animation department had it figured out, man. I hadn't watched all of them, but I watched a few of of the movies from that studio, and they're good. They're very mm-hmm. good. There's a bunch of them, yeah. Well, but here's the thing, though, man. Like the DC animated films, for the longest time, you would get one every every year, maybe one every other year. You would either get a Batman animated flick, you would get a Justice League, you know, you would get a Superman, you would get this, you would get that. And they kind of did their thing with it. What Warner Brothers was trying to do after doing a little digging on this, they were just like throwing money at every animated project that they could possibly throw money at to see what stuck. And that goes to like all of their animated shit. Well, and you're, and that's, and that's absolutely true because there is, there is a very large catalog of films to watch. And some of them you're like, why is this even a thing? I think I've, I think I've, I've bought like little dollar fine, you know, shelf movies, you know, of from, from, and it's these obscure ones, man. Yeah. And so, yeah, if it's if it's something that points in the direction of where the movies that do get released are are, are of even better quality, then absolutely. But yeah. it 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 can be seen as a negative and a positive. The positive yeah. is that you're going to get quality content. The negative, though, is that it's going to leave a lot of those more weirder ideas on the floor, and maybe that's where they need to be. But some of them work. Some of them are lightning in a bottle. Yeah. And there could be a chance that those will be forgone. But, you know. And the money-making mindset, if it if it produces, if it, if it results in a better product, then why not? Well, whenever he took over, Warner Brothers was billions, of, they're billions of dollars in debt. Right so they now. just took that $80 million hit. Yeah. Money's got to be cut somewhere. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm all right with them cutting that. They didn't cut the Matt Reeves. They could have asked well, that dude and be like, "That's it." Well, after the show, going back to the article though, what this, what this is, what I'm hopeful out of this is that maybe we actually get a a Batman saga where we see him go from where he's at in the Batman to the. To borrow from the, the the animated series, the Kevin Conroy uh, season, season fucking like everything is is already thought of. Like he's two steps ahead of everything. Yeah, and it would be nice to actually see a series of films that does that without necessarily being like, oh, well, this series is going to cover two years in his life. It's like give us a a, a very like good like a good chunk of story let some time pass between the movies you know there doesn't have to be a movie every time he's got to go because the whole idea is that batman doesn't kill the rose gallery he just locks them up we get it that they get out have some of the better characters maybe be the ones that elaborate on that but you don't you know doesn't have to be a movie where he's constantly fighting you know a bane or you know whatever like some of those characters can be overlooked. Yeah. 
and get it to where we have it, you know, and in the age of Easter eggs, hell, every time you have a time jump, you can have something in there that's like, hey, he busted this guy since then. You're like, oh, shit, okay. Yeah. So what it it sounds like to me, though, is like, you know, Warner Brothers was kind of, Warner Brothers was doing this already, and then they let the audience dictate where the studio went. Because think about it. They brought Snyder in. They let him do his Man of Steel. They let him do um, Batman v Superman. They were setting him up. If I remember correctly, he also had other projects in the works at Warner Brothers, and I think yeah. one of them was that zombie movie, and they're like, no, we're out of the Zack Snyder bit. Yeah. So Internet hates Yeah. So he goes to Netflix, strikes up a deal with Netflix, where now he's making Netflix movies. Yep. Which is fine, because they're making money. He's got... They're coming out, so... Yeah, he's got two movies out now, and he's they're working on a television series, all based in this zombie world with Batista. Well, you know what I'm and saying? I'm, and I'm interested to see Rebel Moon. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, and what I'm, like, they were in that business of trying to get these, um, trying to get these creators in there, trying to get these, these directors and writers in there, and, and basically putting them in a house and letting them grow from there and make the company money. Because, like, like Nolan, Nolan released all his films through, was it Universal or Sony? He released Legendary. all of his, yeah. So he released all of his movies except for this last one through the same studio. And he was like, okay, it's time for me to go somewhere else. Respectable. How much money has this dude made this, this company? You know what I'm A saying? Shit ton. Yeah, they brought him in, they nurtured him, they allowed him to do the crazy Nolan ideas that he wanted to do to make these films, and he grew and grew and grew, and he decided that their partnership was done. Like, he wanted to move on to something else. That's fine. That's what that's what Diz, or that's what what or Warner Brothers is trying to do now. That's and what Disney like, did. Exactly. Well, but there's one thing, though, and that's Warner Brothers is going to have to deal with the fact, and, and it seems like they haven't accepted it, or hopefully this guy over at Discovery is, you know, thinking it, you know, without rose-colored uh, glasses. But they've got to get it understood that they're not going to top the dark. Now, all these, all these DC movies are going to be in, in the shadow of that film. Yeah, because not necessarily because it, it was a good movie because it is, but because it is such a piece of pop culture now. Yeah, that that's it's just you're not going to be able to do that again. Right, the way that, that think... movie, and and so being able to just like not not worry about being that movie anymore. Well, they and that's find what, their own thing. Yeah, and and that and that's what was that's what. That was part of what made Matt Reeves the Batman a pleasant surprise for me because I, I went in with no expectation. Yeah, like I wanted it to be good, of course, but I didn't go in already thinking the movie was going to be great. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. and I left and was like, "Hell yes." Yeah. So. So and that like you have to respect this dude for saying no. Like it sucks that these people lost their job. 
it sucks that like they were stuff that they were currently working on or finished that's not going to get released. Like that always sucks. But he is a businessman that's trying to save a company that is absolutely in debt right now. So I un- like here's the thing with that Batman animated series. Warner Brothers said we don't want to back it anymore. Take it somewhere else and see if you can sell it and yeah. we'll produce it. Like awesome. it'll find a home. Exactly. It'll, it'll be on a streaming service next week. You know what I'm saying? And people are losing their fucking minds. And it's like, no, nah, dude, like Warner brothers has fucking pissed money away for fucking 20 years at this point. You know what I'm saying? Well, I didn't know this dude, but apparently part of the merger too is CNN. CNN's involved in this and they just wasted $300 million on an app that lasted a month. So it's That's not just that. these movies. Yeah, you know, exactly. This, this, they're bleeding money. Yeah, they're hammering this guy's like and they he's bringing the axe down dude. They've canceled shows even on CNN just on TV they've canceled. Yeah. Shows like they've they he's the guy's making cuts. And Yeah. That's what you got to do. He's a businessman. He's going to put his his thing is like if we deliver quality content then people will show up and they'll spend money on our product. It's not like uh, the difference between a studio and a streaming service is a streaming service can throw whatever at the wall. Something hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully bring viewers in. Hopefully not. It is what it is with a studio. You have to fully be a hundred percent into that because this is going to be like, if you spend $250 million on an avatar movie, it better fucking make a billion dollars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but anyway, that's where I'm at with it. So I, I just think it's funny that these people are fucking raising hell about this shit, bitching about it and everything. But like, look, let this guy do what he needs to do. Let him reestablish the groundwork of what he needs to do. And then they may revisit some of these things in the future. Yeah. First, like, we got to get out of the hole. Well, yes. yeah. And you know what this is also going to do is because of it making it to where projects are going to be a little bit more scrutinized before giving the green light. And if it's quality content, then that means that if, if we're going to go on the, the, the fan side and, and look at respect to the IP, respect to characters, like that, like the movies will lose risk in that it, it'll be the, the, the pointless risks that are going to be gone. Finally. Right. Like, Instead of, you know, trying to interpret a character and it could have them completely asked backwards, you know, they're going to be like, okay, we'll have to really consider how audiences would react to this. Yeah. Which means they're going to need people who know the characters, which will either, A, get some good writers, some good jobs finally, or B, it's just going to die off. And that sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there was enough enough of a backlash, though. It's like, okay, so someone will probably pick that animated show up. Yeah. Because there was a lot of people that were like, what? You know, so it's like, oh, there's an audience. Any takers? So, yeah, we'll see what comes down the pipeline for Warner Brothers. But, I mean, we've talked about it here, specifically through the lens of the DCEU. And... At the end of the day, if this is going to be something that is going to 
allow the company to make money and and grow and like be profitable then that stuff will come back you just can't keep throwing money at the wall and seeing what sticks man we've seen it time after time well and bringing directors in and then being like no we don't like that we're changing it and yeah we're not yeah and this franchise is is a beautiful mess because there's some good movies that are in that in that catalog that's already established and it just sucks that it there's there's no sense of trajectory at least with the Snyderverse, we had a sense of where shit was going yeah right yeah so maybe this and back to the article with matt reeves this shows that finally there's some sort of long there's there's finally a goalpost getting agreed upon somewhere yeah right absolutely so that's that's good news yeah it really is man but next up i just want to throw this out there thor love and thunder disney plus release date has been revealed so it will be coming to disney plus on september the 8th 2022 so we will have that to look forward to. Yep. We'll finally be able to give it the old what for on the pod. Add it to the list. That will be September the 13th. Yeah. Podlock. So I'm, so I'm interested to see what, uh, what everybody's thoughts on it are. I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. Me like, too. I've seen it and me and you haven't even really had a chance. Cause we're always around people uh, that haven't. So yeah. All right. But I so, am excited to. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Screaming goes. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, for me, like, for me, I regretted not seeing Ragnarok in theaters because I chose Josh Whedon's Justice League. Ooh. Like, like I thought it was a win, but <laughs> oh man, an we awkward, an awkward walk back to the car, knowing that that movie was on the marquee and I didn't watch it. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to keep in the same tradition, having not seen it in theaters, and hope that I get to eat eat my words when it comes out. Well, um, so, yeah, that's awesome. So, the eight, the eight. Yeah. so in a couple weeks, looking yeah. forward to it. It's going to be good. Last up here, the Lord of the Rings rights purchased new owners already considering spinoff. No. <laughs> yeah. Stop. So is this connected to the Amazon the stuff? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. I don't sure. understand. So the unforgettable characters of J.R.R. Tolkien officially have a new home and things are already stirring. In February, Zantz Co. announced they were looking to sell the rights of the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit trilogy to new owners. This ownership, which includes the film, merchandising, gaming, and Event rights has officially been purchased by Embracer Group, and from the looks of things, they have big plans ahead. Embracer Group has already had a history with the world of Middle Earth. They're the parent company of Asmodi Group, Asmodi, Asmodi, uh, who have already published over a dozen games involving the world of Middle Earth, including the Lord of the Rings, the card game, and the Lord of the Rings Journeys in Middle Earth. Lars. 
uh, Wingham Fours, Embracer Group's founder, expressed his delight in the new acquisition. I'm truly excited to have The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, one of the world's most epic fantasy franchises, join the Ember Embracer family, opening up more transmedia opportunities, including synergies across our global group. I'm thrilled to see what lies in the future for this IP with Free Mode and Asmodee as a start within the group. Going forward, we also look forward to collaborating with both existing and new external licensees of our increasingly stronger IP portfolio. The rights to the inspiring books previously belonged to Zant's company, who initially purchased the rights from the estate of J.R.R. Tolkien in 1976. This was the deal that sparked Ralph Bakshi's Lord of the Rings adaptation to life and later on Peter Jackson's two epic trilogies. Uh, Marty Glick, COO of the Saul Zantz Company, also expressed approvingly of the deal. We at the Zantz Company have had the honor over the past half century of uh, stewarding the Tolkien rights so that Lord of the Rings and Hobbit fans worldwide could enjoy award-winning epic films, challenging video games, first-rate theater, and merchandise on e of every variety. We could not be more thrilled that it is Embracer now taking up the responsibility, and we are confident their group will take it to new heights and dimensions while maintaining homage to the spirit of this great literary work. So... From from what I've heard, and I don't know this for certain, I'd have to do a little digging into it. Like with the Amazon series that's currently out, mm -hmm. like that they were pulling inspiration from other Tolkien novels because um whoever put out Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit was it Universal? I think Universal put put that out, right? Maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, um whoever has the film rights to it you know, they got the license for it and they hold the license for an extended amount of time. That's why, from what I understand, they don't have a lot of, like they went prequel with, with the series so that they didn't have to reference the stuff that happened in the other, like in the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit books. New Line Cinema. Okay, New Line. So New Line has, from what I understand, has the rights to the film the film rights to Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, but they don't have the rights to other yeah. Tolkien works. Amazon got the rights to some of that stuff by doing their series. So I don't know how that's going to, I'm sure that this group, this um, embracer group is going to honor whatever contract that new line and oh, Zance, yeah. but it could shake things up a little bit to where they may try to go in and renegotiate those rights and then go to other, you know, of course, if New Line wanted to do it, that would be one thing. But go to other places to see if they wanted to try to do what they do with it. Yeah, the Embracer Group owns uh, Dark Horse Comics, Dark okay. Horse Entertainment, a bunch of game companies. I'm pretty sure they did Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. You know, like okay. they own the company that made They own a shit ton of companies. It's just all, you know, yeah, like an $8.1 billion portfolio right and all these um games that they've made are i'm pretty sure they're like card games or tabletop yeah. games so i don't know i mean there's a new owner in town 
if they do the right thing, then they'll try to get all of the film rights and television rights under one roof. So that if they do want to do these expanded storytelling, you know, spinoffs or whatever, like I'm not saying that it should happen, but if it does happen, if they have everything under one roof, then they're not going to be at any type of like disadvantage. Yeah, or then they can you know do whatever I mean? they want. Yeah, exactly. So, but it is what it is, you know. They also made a split gate. Really? They bought that? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that they sold for like a hundred million. Yeah. Something like that. So <laughs> it's a lot of money, you know. Yeah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so we'll see what happens with it. It's just crazy that like they haven't released any like print media for Lord of the Rings since his passing, right? Like oh. I, I know there's been. I know there's been comics. I know there's been things like that, but there hasn't been any novels released, right? Are you talking in terms of re-releases of reprintings of Lord of the Rings? No, I'm talking like having other authors go in and expand the the characters. I don't think so. It might be some Uh, fantasy. Well, yeah. Well, there was uh, there there was um, the Children of Huron was released by Sun. His son's released a couple of book, of unfinished stuff from Tolkien. Okay. But nobody's gone in. Because, like, didn't the same thing happen with Dune? Uh, yes. Similar, yeah. 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 That's crazy. Like, it's crazy that they own the rights to that, and they could just hire people to go in there if they really wanted to and just write more books and expand on all that stuff in different ways, and they're just like... Well the, inter- well, the interesting thing, though, is that these seem to be finished by the author's child, like children. Yeah. Like, yeah, for instance, with, with Dune, you had Brian Herbert, and with uh, Tolkien, you had Christopher Tolkien. Right. And so, I mean, uh, there's there's part of me that thinks that giving too much of Tolkien's world or visual representation is almost diminishing of the writing. And like some of like some of Middle Earth and some of that world should be left to your imagination. Yeah. But the, that that same argument could be argument could be applied to like a lot of other IPs as well. So yeah. it's not right. necessarily just a Tolkien thing. It's just more of a generalized opinion i guess yeah what these what this embracer group owns is fucking it's insane. so much right yeah like they're making bank now dude. they're gonna expand on it they're not gonna oh, yeah, pay that kind yeah. of money and just let be like well in honor of him and his legacy yeah, of course. yeah you know what i mean oh yeah there yeah. will be new content oh, yeah. but maybe maybe with the track record of some of the stuff they have i mean some of it might be pretty good yeah yeah I'm I'm excited, you know. I'm interested. So, I'd say you know. the I'd say the last big Lord of the Rings thing that I I bothered with was the uh, the Shadow Games. Yeah, Shadow Mordor. Yeah, and those were those were actually really fun. Yeah, I heard really good things about those. But that's all the movie news that I saw. 
while we uh, pull the trailers up, I did see a tidbit of uh, uh, who's the dude from the Goonies that kind of went crazy and did put the pop music out. What's his name? Feldman. Yeah. Um, he was, he did an interview with someone and he was like, I will not be involved in the, the sequel. Like if they want to wreck it, they can, I won't have anything to do with it. Damn. That's what he said. Now makes me wonder if he was even offered. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Cause he's kind of, he Crazy. might be blacklisted at this point, but well, you know. I saw that and was like, were you even offered a role? Like. He was like, it's if like they want to wreck it, they can. It's like, you're blacklisted. Welcome to the party. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life, bro. I saw that and was like, were you even off in the room? No, he oh, wasn't. ringing wow. <laughs> yeah. Better do man. Hit a liquid box. What? Yeah. Trailer time. I'm excited, man. It's always a good day when it's trailer day. Here's what sucks, though. We come on here, we get these trailers, we watch these trailers, and then they seem to release the new trailers on Wednesday. Yeah, Yeah, I know, dude. It's like, fuck. It gives us a good week to comb over everything, but. Yeah, sift through the shit. Yeah, there's a lot. A lot of fucking doo-doo out there, guys. There was a clip of uh, The Last of Us that I had in here, which was in a compilation. I kind of just want to wait on the trailer, though. It's just like a damn... 20 second right look not not worth it you yeah. know yeah but uh blank is this blank man what a funny movie blank check yeah yeah either one one tubby, tubby. I don't know something. yeah ready <laughs> all right three two one play oh shit uh-huh Hello, pulpit. Yeah. Whose line is it say. anyway? <laughs> Must have stopped calling back. Oh, I remember this. It's a gnar it's a fucking gnarly ass case of riders block. Yeah. Future's looking pretty grim. Yeah. <clears throat> Finish the fucking story. Just saying, man. Should have went for a gas stove. Yeah. 
Misery looks good though. Yeah, it's like misery meets <laughs> mommy dearest. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Someone was like, "We gotta have a house somewhere." Okay, yeah. we'll do it too. All right. Are they still shooting men? <laughs> <laughs> War movie. Wolves of War. All right. Three, two, one, play. Gentlemen, AFK. Yeah, right. Yeah. Jump into the war zone. Yeah. German, you say? A team. Like five dudes. Oppenheimer. Oi. It even has the music from a Warzone trailer. I know, right? Hello, Bobbit. <laughs> Where have we here? Have y'all seen this trailer? No. I don't like no. the way they're doing it. Wait till you see who I've plays heard, Gomez. I've heard a lot of people giving him shit for for picking this dude to play Gomez. The dude from Waiting? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Louise. Uh, what's his last name? Fuck. Anyway. Aren't you ready? Oh, yeah. Right, three, two, one, play. Wednesday. Adams is what it's called. Friday. Yeah. Those would be piranhas. Catherine Zeta. Mm. Dips beneath the lasers. Mm. 
Oh, mm-hmm. I see what you did there. That's interesting. Don't look terrible. Nah. People giving them shit, dude. It's crazy. They're like, that's 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 Oh, it is like Sparrow Academy of this shit. (laughs) The inspection. Well, A24. Gotta have an A24 trailer, right? Yeah, for real. All right. Three, two, one, play. Tiff. Oh, shit. Are you communist? Dude, there's no way he would still have that chain on. No. Oh, shit. Okay. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. Oh, when they find out. Yeah. Mm. Looks interesting. The director's name is Elegance Bratton. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. That's a real name. What a name. Elegance Bratton. Call him a hill. (laughs) Holy shit. The greatest beer run ever. Comments are turned off. It's got our boy in it, though, you know? Yeah, right. Let's peep it. It's got some some good songs in here. Let's see what we got. All right. Three, two, one, play. Okay.
We need a Vietnam movie. Yeah. <laughs> the accent. Yeah. Oh, shit. God bless you. Is this based on a true story? I hope so. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. So it's a biopic. What have they done to this song? The fact that this really happened. Yeah. But I'm out of beer. That bag of beer would be heavy. Yeah. I kind of want to watch it yeah, though, man. It. it looks good, man. Well, dude, the par- Look, it's got one of the Farley brothers making it, man. Yeah. Yeah. That looks good. That nutty. on the radar. Yeah. Let me, uh. I mean, we might, yeah, we might have to pod like that. Yeah. September 30th. Yeah, we'll throw that on the burner, dude. Let it marinate. We got the official trailer for Lord of the Rings, The Power. Yeah, I think this is the final one. Yeah. Why it says, doesn't say final, but this drops September the 2nd. Yeah. Right around the corner. All right. Three, two, one, play. God damn. Budget. This guy. 
You know he's going to be funny. Jesus at the fucking um, sets, man. Technology is there. We're building up to the big war, dude. He's an orbit, ain't he? All I got to say is, you did it, Jeffrey. Yeah. Jeffrey Bezos. Jeffrey Bezos. Sorry. It looks great, man. It really does. It really, really does. Uh, This next trailer, this is a movie. So Louis C.K. filmed it, directed it, wrote it. Along with, uh, I can't remember the actor's name, Joe List. He's a comedian, New York. But uh, he had this idea. I think like some of this stuff kind of came from his life. Yeah. It was like stories he was telling Louie, and Louie was like, wait, this is a fucking movie. They were on Rogan recently together promoting this. Yeah. He, he paid for the filming. He put it on his website. That's the only place you can get it. Pay 15 bucks, movie's yours. Well, you know, that's what he does with his comedy specials and all that. Yeah, but uh, I want to. I haven't watched the trailer yet. I do have the movie. Um, but I thought I'd throw the trailer on the pile because you know this doesn't get a lot of coverage. Shit, let's uh, let's peep it. Fourth of July, three, two, one, play.
Definitely telling Louie. Yeah. It was Louie as fuck. Yeah. It's interesting, though. That dude's really been clean for like 10 years. Really? Well, you know, for the movie. Yeah. Talk about yeah. Rogan. Right, devil in Idaho. Idaho? Idaho. It's a Netflix, baby. We got quite a few Netflix trailers. I mean, pump them out, bro. All right. Three, two, one, play. Didn't her mama teach her not to run in cornfields with blades? Creepy. A little bit. The Bones movie. Hmm. The fuck out. I don't know. Was that a member of Ghost that got her? Oh, I think so. The name was Yeah, I haven't seen that actress in, in anything in a while. It's She's doing good. Doing good. Narco Saints. Hmm. Wonder what this is about. It's a foreign. All right. We have to get the cocaine to Colombia. That was a horrible impersonation. But anyway. All right. Three, two, one, play. Wrong accent. Yeah, they're Asian. Cocaine. I mean, they were down there making money too. Look at the tsunami where the fish is fresh and the puss is fresher. <laughs> but they still smell the same. <laughs> you do not know where you are. 
Like what the, the Tokyo has. I'll say what in the Tokyo Drift is a soundtrack going for. I feel like I want to go buy like some corn from a vendor and just like walk around. Since they had so much success with their narco series, yeah, right. acquired another true life. I don't know. I don't know. Narcotic situation. I don't know. Living. Look at that. The H246. They left the. Yeah. The file type. Yeah, right. It's got a what's his name in it. Vampire. All right. Three, two, one, play. I can't remember the dude's name. That guy. Everyone oh, wears yeah. a motor here. Little or not forced aside, <laughs> perhaps. These biscuits have ginger in them. <laughs> You should have bought me my shortbreads when I asked for them. I went skydiving. I really want this to turn into Phantasm so bad. They definitely nailed the period. Yeah. This movie's going to be sad as fuck, man. All right. Last but not least. I'm not even... You have to turn the subtitles what? on. What the ever-living fuck Just is Just turn the this subtitles out? on. This is the <laughs> Bollywood remake of Forrest Gump. Are you goddamn kidding Okay. Oh, my God. You got to turn the subs on the CC. <laughs> this this exists. This is yes. like you're not shitting me. Like, Austin Chata is Forrest Gump. I got fifty two million views, dude. God I... damn. Turn the subs on. I'm ready. There aren't any. All right. Three. Uh, three, two, one, play. <laughs> Okay. Uh huh. <laughs> this is real. This is real, dude. Look at him. <laughs> No. It's real, guys. 
Make me a bird so I can fly far away. So is she going to sleep with him? What's the thing they wear on their head? Oh. <laughs> I'm not a smart man. It's Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> Dude, we have to watch this. I this have no incredible. words. I, I don't. How the? It's real. What? Look! Look at him! And <laughs> I have the ping pong. Is there going to be a bubba? Has to be a bubba, right? <laughs> okay. Oh, it's real, y'all. Ain't a joke. I mean, I'm putting that on the list with Triple R. Put, yeah, dude. We might have to set ourselves up when we get to an area where uh, Bollywood bunt. I don't. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Like the like I thought you were joking. I don't I don't yeah. I don't know, Adam. I don't know, man. I saw that we were reading that Matt Reeves article. It was on the side. It was like why you need to watch the Bollywood remake of Forrest Gump. <laughs> and I was like, I, I didn't even hear anything yeah. else you said about Batman because I clicked on that shit so fast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what? Yeah. Fuck it, dude. I'm I'm in. Trailer? That's so nut. I want to check it out though. Yeah. I mean it I mean look at that, you know? Yeah. They're I mean, on another level, dude. Yeah, dude. Of movie make do they make so much money? These movies like Yeah. Hopefully Netflix will pick that one up too, but if not Yeah. Um Dang Dang. No. What, what was that can what was that it was like a little donut looking thing he had i don't know but it looked yeah. delicious <laughs> all right uh we've officially hit um the time down here in the corner i can make the announcement we've officially hit 600 hours hell yeah 276 episodes 600 hours total that's impressive. And I was wondering if we were going to, I looked at the time earlier. I was like, Oh, we might hit our 600 tonight. Yeah. We hit it. Hell yeah, dude. W, you know, a lot of hours. Yeah. It's a lot of, a lot of friendship, you know, a lot, a lot of, of good content. Time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
no matter what we said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to watch Elvis next week, right? Yeah, dude. I'm excited, man. Elvis next episode of She-Hulk. Fucking right, man. It's going to be a good one. After Elvis, what we got? Nothing. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Never know beer run might be out. I hope so. I kind of want to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, checks in the mail.